0: Welcome to A Day of Prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me.
1: Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Luke
2: Charles and you listen to A Day of Prayer's morning Bible study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, Promise, can you open this up in prayer?
3: Yes. Lord, just thank you for today. And I just ask that you come into my midst and minister the word to us so that we know what you're telling us and there's no errors. And Lord, I just thank you for actually putting a word to our mouth so we're not false prophets or anything like that. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. In his name, amen.
0: Amen. Well, good morning, everybody, to our morning Bible study as we continue to study 1 Corinthians. So we're in chapter 13. Can I get a volunteer to read from verse 8 through the end of the chapter, please? I will. All right, Kyla.
4: Love never fails, but if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away with. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes the partial be done away when i was a child i used to speak as a child think as a child reason as a child when i became a man i put away childish things for now we see in a mirror dimly but then face to face now i know in part but then i shall know fully just as i also have been fully known but now abide faith hope love in these three but the greatest of these is love
0: amen amen Bless you, sir.
3: Bless you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> All right, so, I want to open the floor up to you guys to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and to ask any questions that you have. So, with that, who'd like to begin? I do. Okay. Well, go for it, Layla.
5: Um, I... W- <clears throat> I found it interesting when Paul had said that when he was a child, he did all the things that a natural child would do. He played and he understood and only a small part of his understanding was open to the other things that you find out when you become an adult. And then he said when he matured, when he became a man, he put away the childish things. He didn't need to have his parents spoon feed him and spell it out, everything out to him. There was he came to a point where he just knew. And so God expects us, um, as we go through that journey, he understands there's a time and a place for you to be a child. But then when it's time for you to grow up, go ahead and let that go and grow up, mature, and come into that place that God has for you. Because if you stay back and you keep trying to hold on to the past, you miss out on what he has for you in the future, what he has for you. And you detract from what he's doing because you are supposed to be somewhere and you're not there because you hung back and so Mm -hmm. Paul is also encouraging us mature and move up and in maturing always keep in mind that God is still working with you You haven't arrived as Grammy you like to say you thought you arrived and you became something well you're you're not there's still more to learn Mm -hmm. and so in the process just like a natural child we take that journey as a spiritual child of God and we are to learn and Grow and help each other and edify them when they're struggling Mm
1: -hmm. and also support them when they're doing well yes we believe all things we bear all things we hope all (laughs) things and we endure all things amen
0: Mm -hmm. who else or do you have more to share
5: not right at this second okay well then but
3: did you want to go
2: you can go
5: okay I'll go then
0: we'll go
3: sir so the Lord's talking to me about when was many talking to me about in verses eight through yes, verses eight where Paul's talking about the prop about prophesying and tongues will cease and so knowledge but love won't so the Lord's talking to me about how that worked out. Originally, when I first read that, I didn't understand what he meant. I thought that first I was reasoning with myself and I said, maybe it's talking about when the person dies that prophesied it, maybe it will cease. But the Lord said, was, when it's done, when whatever is done, that's when it will cease. But love, when, when it ever it's acted, it still has a ripple effect and rebels throughout everything, and how we talked about in our, well, I talked about in the previous devotional, that nice is giving them what they want, but loving is telling them what, giving them what they need, and what, yes, giving them what they need, and maturing them Mm
1: -hmm. and it's more so God giving what's right not necessarily a need because God gives us desires of our heart he does over and abundant uh, over and abundantly above all we could ask her things so God is not only interested in providing for her needs he wants to do things to bless us that puts a smile on our face but for him and what God wants is what's right he wants what's right by his standard what he said what he desires not what the what fleshly Lust or desires wants to be appeased but by what's right by god's standard okay
3: okay all right so low showing me that what what he's saying is love is a major part of everybody's life if their parent doesn't love them then you can see that through all economy and how that's a major factor in self-history so that's why Paul later said out of faith, hope and love, love is the greatest because it changes everything inside of the physical world. And it changes the person. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, as you're you're thinking about it, first John says God is love. Mm-hmm. If I was to scrape God's DNA and put it on a, a glass, a slide, and put it under a microscope, I'm going to see love. I'm going to see these attributes that we talked about. And so it's, while it is a task, it's more than a task. It's who God is. Okay? So is- don't just see it as actions or activities, but see it as character. See it as God, as life. Okay? Okay. And because that life is in us, his love has been shed abroad in our heart. We go and we allow that same love to shine through us. The light that shines through us is the love of God. That only comes through yes. a knowledge and the relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you see that? Yes. yes. Okay. That was it. Okay. And as he's talking about that same um, verse that you were mentioning whether love never fails, whether there are prophecies, they will fail and tongues. He's actually talking about when we come into the heavenly community, we will have no need of those things because we will be face to face with the Lord. We will be actually in his presence. The sun and the moon won't even be a part of that because Jesus is the light there. And it, it talks about the ending of authorities because all things have been reconciled back to the father and the state and the place that they should have been in as they were in the beginning, but as they should be for eternity, does that make sense? Yes, so yes. the tools of prophecy, um, healings, laying on of hands, speaking in tongues, um, revelation, knowledge all of that is because we're currently separated from the Lord. So, He's what we had with Him in the beginning was oneness, right? Yes, mm-hmm. then when sin came in, there was a separation. Does that make sense? Yes, so. Because of that separation, we still need to be able to communicate with all the fullness of what the Father has. So God gave us these gifts and offices to the body of Christ to help us maintain our relationship with him. But then when we go to heaven, when, when all of this is wrapped up, the Satan, Satan is bound and thrown into the, the lake of fire and the beast and all of that, and all the sin and all lies and all that is done away with, the heavenly, Jeru- the new Jerusalem, right?, Is going to come down and then we are going to be rejoined finally for eternity with our our heavenly home and our renewed state for oneness and we're never going to be separated again. So we have those gifts now for operation while we're in the physical earth, but when we come into his presence fully, why do I need a prophecy when I'm looking at Jesus? You don't. One to one. Why do I need a, 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 a to have a mystery revealed? All that's going to be taken care of, and so we have no need of that. But what will remain is the love of God, faith, right? Yes. Okay. Faith, hope, and love. These these, these will remain in our eternal state. That's what he was talking about.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's there's a second side to it as well, right? And and you brought this up. It's, it centers around the, this verse. That God is love, right? And this yes. is key. Because he says, he starts this section of Scripture saying, Love never fails. And it says, God is love, and we know his word is truth. Whatever he speaks will come to pass, right? And I'll give you just a couple quick examples. Um, just because the very next thing is brought up is prophecy, right? So if you could, turn with me to Isaiah 55 11. And it says, So shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish all that I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I had sent it. Then we can go to Joshua. Kind of going backwards here a little bit. Chapter 21, verse 45. Okay. Give me a couple more seconds here to get there.
3: Okay.
0: It says, "Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass." And then if we could turn to me or with me to Numbers. And
3: Numbers what?
0: Chapter 11. It begins in verse 24. It's it's really verse 24 through 30. We're not going to read all that. I'll um, I'll say paraphrase it. Moses is instructed to take the elders, 70 elders in the camp. And the Lord said the same spirit which was on Moses, which of course is the Holy Spirit, right? He was going to take and put place on these 70 elders and then there was also uh there were two this is in verse 26 eldad and midad and it says that they began to prophesy and it was reported and joshua got jealous right joshua got jealous sensing or feeling more emotions that it was going to take away from Moses' place and position. Alright. But well, Moses' response in verse 29 is incredible, right? And and it's here in two places. This is the first one. It says, Are you zealous for my sake? This is Moses' response. He said, Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. All right? So that's in two places and i want to bring this up it's also in first corinthians chapter 14. right and it's 14 verse 5. we're not quite there yet but it says i wish you all spoke with tongues but even more that you prophesied for he who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless he interprets that the church may receive edification and if you look at scripture Prophecy is for edification, is for building up. It is for helping people. It is It does speak of future things, right? So that people can yes. prepare for that time. They can be ready, right? It is a building up. And, and that's said in other places, especially Ephesians 4, where it talks about the different offices. But I bring this up because here in verse 8, he says that... Where there are prophecies, they will fail. So, the second part of that is why? All the prophets, right, that the Lord says are His prophets, they are the mouthpiece of the Lord. They speak what the Lord says only. If the Lord's not speaking, they're not speaking. And you see, especially throughout the Old Testament, where many gave a word, spoke a word that the Lord didn't say, and it didn't come to pass. It failed, the word that they spoke. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they spoke out of their own flesh. So, as to tie this all in so we get a better understanding, because Paul is encouraging, admonishing, teaching, training, equipping the people here at Corinth in how they should conduct themselves. And ultimately, what he is saying is, be led by the Spirit move and flow and operate and have your entire being submitted to the Lord, right? That He, the Lord, is your God, and we, excuse me, are His people. That He has command over us, that He's the captain of our lives, not us directing ourselves, right? But if we are operating out of the flesh, those things will fail, right? Right? Which yes. is also what we read about in yesterday, when, whether it's Galatians or Ephesians, right? These are the, I'll say the fruit, and it's not good fruit, right, of the flesh, right? And it was all these corrupt and, you know, revelries and drunkenness and, and every vile and wicked and evil thing. So there's also in this the encouragement side and admonition. Let's walk in the Lord and in the things of His Lord, being of our Lord. Being led by His Holy Spirit in love, right? Walking in love. And because of our love to the Father with all our entirety, right? our spirit, soul, strength, body, and then also loving our neighbor as ourself, right? That we will bear much fruit, good fruit, and that that fruit would remain. Does that make sense to everybody? yes okay so yes. he's encouraging them here walk in that walk in love god is love walk in him be conformed to the image of jesus the christ and we will bear much fruit people will be able to notice it but also because god never fails and just in the couple examples we gave all every word the lord spoke came to pass it shall come to pass so it's also a pattern example for us in our own lives. And you hear here, <laughs> you know, D- Dean, I think everyone else that listens to this podcast can assess this. We say this constantly. Say what the Lord says to say. Do what the Lord says to do. I mean, that's, that's it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Right, but you also see that, like I said, the admonition, the encouragement here. Right? he's still on this. I'll say this tangent. Like he won't let this go. Operate this in this manner, and that's how we diffuse the fragrant and heavenly aroma of our Lord throughout the earth.
1: Mm-hmm. Go
6: ahead, Mom. I was just going to say that um, in in um, where it says love never fails, mm-hmm. that prophecy will be done away with, knowledge, even knowledge, will cease. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about that for a very long time because everything that we have ever done in this world, God has given us that knowledge. Mm -hmm. He has given us knowledge on how to correct something, how to help somebody that's been ill, how to um, make a a vehicle for easier transport. I mean, you name it. God is the one that gave man, just like way back in the time of the high priests and Moses, he showed the people how to make the meeting tent. Mm-hmm. He gave them everything they needed from knowledge to the equipment, how to melt it, how to mm-hmm. make that fine, fine silk, everything, mm-hmm. the Ark of the Covenant, how to do that. Um, and when it's all said and done, and He's accomplished His work, it's going to cease. Mm -hmm. And then He spoke to my heart, with what I've given you, use wisely Mm -hmm. in this time as a blessing to all those around you. Mm. That's what He has given. Don't waste the knowledge I've given you, or the time that is here and at hand. Use what I've given you wisely, and in his love. And mm-hmm. what your mom and dad were saying, God is love, love never fails. It's true, and his word will always be because in the beginning was God.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: In the beginning was the word. Amen. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was always there. Jesus was always there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's God. in, and so his word will forever remain because mm-hmm. he's the truth, amen. So, yes, wanted to share that. Thank you, Mom. Hey, yeah.
7: Bobby. Let's add a little depth to that. That's a really good point. Sure. Um, so the original text that word used there is gnosis, which is not just knowledge, but it's also doctrine and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So, it applies to all of those. So, so it's, it, it, it's even more encompassing.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dean.
6: Yes, thank you. I agree, because there's something that the Lord said. Um, we will be known as we are known. Mm-hmm. So, so that has to tie in with that knowledge, because we won't need those things any longer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I agree, amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Very
0: good. Amen. Who else has something the Holy Spirit's ministering for them to share?
2: I have something, but I need to find the scripture. I just can't find it. I know it's in Acts somewhere. Well, what is it? What is it, what is it talking it, about, sir? In general, Peter was ju- it was just saying that um people will begin prophesying. Your old men will have dreams. Oh. Oh, that's Joel. the
5: beginning in-
0: Yes. Uh, it's also in Joel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll find it here in a second.
1: Acts chapter 2 um, Verse 17 The one that you're talking about But it, it does reference an Old Testament scripture as well Okay I
3: think
1: it's Joel
0: 2.28 mm-hmm. That's correct Leila.
5: So which one are you looking for Le
2: Charles Acts 2.17 Okay, verse 17. okay. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says the Lord, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my manservants, and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above, and signs in the earth below. Blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood. Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay, how that fits with what we were saying because Paul was saying that all these things are going to pass away. Yes, true, all these things are going to pass away, but what I think Paul's also getting at here is that the Lord's going still to ha- still have use for all the stuff instead of certain things. He still uses it. He doesn't say, I only, I did that in one generation. I'm not doing that again. But he uses things continually to point out stuff. And how what I think Paul's also getting at is here that um, some people are able to pray in tongues as they please. They can just do it as they want to. But I think Paul's also saying that there is no longer going to be a uh, division of you're just a prophet. That's what you do. You prophesy. Nobody else prophesies with you. But how everybody's going to be able to do that in heaven? How we're all going to be ministering equally to the Lord?
1: Oh, okay. So in in heaven, there's no segregation or separation of of groups of people, male, female, all of that. We're just all the children of God in the presence of the Lord, and He is King and Ruler. And loving Savior, and he presides over us. So there's there's no more need to, to do rank and file, if you will, to be a- authorities and different um, descriptions when we get to heaven. Just like, you know, dad and I are husband and wife now, but in heaven we're not given in marriage. We'll still know each other, but the order will be as God has always desired it. He's our God and we are his people. And while we're in the natural, while we're still in our, our earthly bodies, He's given us these tools, mm-hmm. prophecy, knowledge, speaking in tongues, et cetera, et cetera, to carry on the work of the ministry. But then if you take another layer on that, he's also given them for our personal edification. So part of when he talks about tongues and interpretation, that's for public ministry. Even though you can speak in tongues in your personal life, and, and God will give you the interpretation for that, he's also referring to there's a public ministry, that's where the apostle prophet pastor evangelist yes. teacher all of that belongs in the public ministry and then with that the gifts of the spirit word of knowledge word of wisdom tongues and interpretation discerning of spirits um, prophecy all of those belong in for the public ministry not that you can't use have them in operation in your personal life but they're as the holy spirit wills but the personal yes. gifts like the um the being filled with the holy spirit with the Um, evidence of speaking in tongues, that's for all believers. Now, any believer is available and subject to the Lord being able to use anyone. He uses whom he will. That's his business. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Jesus is the head managing everything that the Father has trusted in his care. And through the Holy Spirit, we have access to those things, right? With, With the Holy Spirit's aid, and he is the one ministering those things. So just make sure as you're you're viewing this, you understand your, the personal gift of speaking in tongues, you can do that as you will. The public delivering a message through the gifts of tongues must be with interpretation, but that's as the Holy Spirit will, wills, and that's for the edification of the whole body of Christ, not your personal life per se. Not that that means you can't have it, the Holy Spirit won't minister to you, but we're talking about public ministry. Does that make sense? Yes, okay. that's what I was trying to say. Okay, so the public ministry will not be necessary when we are in heaven and he is our God and we are his people. There's no more distance or flesh between us. We're eyeball to eyeball presence to presence, right? I don't need you to give me a message when Jesus is standing right there. He can tell me what he wants and he's already resolved all the issues, all the problems. If you, you read, um, Revelation chapter 21 and 22, he lets us know that all the problems are going to be resolved. All the sin, the lies, everything is going to be resolved and put in its place. And in heaven, there won't enter any more th- anything else ever again that will defile it. You know, in the beginning, Satan entered it with his sin and defiled it, and a third of the angels went with him, right? So there was yes. some defiling that happened. And then we see creation come, Adam and Eve, or recreation. Things were put back in their rightful place, Adam and Eve, and then they departed and went into sin, Right yes okay so all of that all the sin is going to be done away with it's going to be dealt with and put in its eternal place and then throughout eternity it will just be us and God and no more separation yes okay but we will have faith hope and love and the greatest of these is love right yes Yes. okay
0: anyone else have anything they want to share
4: Well, I guess I kind of have a question. Okay. Um, Talking about verse 13, how it says that love is the greatest of the three, faith, hope, and love. Mm -hmm. Um, As I see it, I see it as like love being your foundational principle. Like if you take a house, for example, or you could even take a plate, you have to start with your plate to get your food. Otherwise, it's just going to go on the floor. But also also without having love and love towards god those other two won't work no matter how much you try like even with speaking in tongues or prophesying or having a word of knowledge it won't work per se if you don't have that love towards god because that's how the gift is activated and how it works right um
1: faith works by love is that what you're saying that that's in galatians faith works by love that's the the gas power, if you will, to the vehicle. Um, faith is how we transact business. When we want to receive something from the Lord, it's received by faith, by grace through faith, right? Yes. Um, when we, so faith is a commodity, if you will, like a dollar bill. Oh, yes. I don't want to make it trivial, but that's what we, when we want to receive, it is done by faith.
4: So it's our spiritual currency.
1: Right. And without it, without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? So without it, no matter how much I need it, without faith, and you can have a special miracle by God, he can intervene and show us compassion. But just in general, us as believers transacting, we still need faith. You don't get healed just because you're you or you're nice or you've done good things. It's by faith. You believe God, you receive your healing. Okay. Um, So faith works by love. However... God can still work through you whatever he wants to work through you, whether you fully understand it, where you're at the the maximum display of the love of God at that moment or not. He can still do what he wants to do through you. However, continual operation will be impacted by a lack of love. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So um, Balaam, for example, was not operating in the love of God. But the Lord was still able to send a word through him, right? Yes. And eventually he corrupted and twisted that and became corrupted in his purpose before the Lord. Sorry, honey. Um, So that's the case of someone who is not operating in the love of God, but God is still able to get a word through that person. Yes. Yes. But then when we talk about the effectual working of the believer, the day-to-day, the continuation in things, your faith will be hindered by not walking in love. That doesn't change the fact the Holy Spirit is who he is and he's able to accomplish his will on the earth and use whatever vessel he wants to use at the time. But for our our life and the effectiveness and the fullness of it, love is our operational foundation. And when the love of God is abounding, then the Lord is able to minister, with, minister through us more fully. Jesus was not lacking in love, right? Yes. And his faith was never hindered because he did, wasn't walking in unforgiveness or prideful or arrogant or any of those things. So he was able to see and have the fullness of everything that God wanted him to have because he didn't have those um, obstacles. obstacles or walls between him and the Lord. So as we perfect Or we move forward in love and we become more perfected in our our walk with him and the love of God flowing through us. It's not um, a hard thought to understand that more of the spirit of God will come through us. The more we walk in love, the more his fragrance will be diffused. And the fragrance of God is not just smelling an aroma. It's the healing that the people need, the shadows passing by, those special miracles and things of that nature and happening Without it being, I got to go get cleaned up for a little bit. I got to pray for a long time. It'll be happening. And God is, we are a free vessel that God can come to and use at any moment. And when we're pleasing to him in the way of being available, having our love overflowing and abounding, the love of God, he will work through us in any way, shape, or form. You still need your faith. That is still the currency. Even when you are a vessel mightily used of God, you still need your faith. You still have to receive salvation just like everybody else. You still have to receive and take the healing that God has already provided for you by faith, just like everybody else, right? Yes. So faith works by love, and love is our gas power. And you'll find it's hard to believe God for these miraculous things when you're not operating in love and you're operating in unforgiveness or selfishness because your mind won't even be focused on it. You won't even perceive it. Does that answer your question? Yes. Yes. Anybody
7: else? Yeah, just one quick thing. So the entire uh, chapter here, 13, the same word is used for love in the original text each time, which is agape. So we talked about there's many ways the word love is used in the Bible and the different terms for those we hit on some of those as we begin. It is difficult, especially for some of us in the Western world to think about love because we use it in so many different ways and it's not delineated very well for us, but the definition which is consistent to this entire chapter, same word, same definition, is love, benevolence, goodwill, or esteem. So it's another way of helping you frame, at least specifically to what's being brought on here, what the definition of the word is. Oh, thank you. So to build
0: off of that, right? So you asked about verse 13. And of course, it's scripture. And the Lord, in <laughs> his infinite wisdom, interweaves everything. Or one thing isn't an island unto itself, but it hinges upon the other, right? Just like the body of Christ that we're, we've been discussing in the previous chapter, right? Verse 11 is dealing with spiritual states, right? And we see yes. that really discussed in First John. Right, where he said he talks about the the four spiritual states. There's little children referred to as infants. Then there's also little children. Then there are young men or adolescents, right? And then there are fathers, right? And so, and we already kind of discussed the the maturity aspect, right? But in order to mature, we must be willing to receive the instruction that he's given, right? Yes. And right after he talks about maturing in verse 11 here in Corinthians, it then hinges to verse 12, where we see in a mirror dimly, all right, but then face to face, we're knowing in part, okay? And clearly the, the mirror reference we hear in James. Yes, I know James has come up quite a bit this week, all right? But let's also look at the message that Paul is sending because he's teaching, he's admonishing, he's encouraging, right? All these things like, hey, walk with the Lord. Walk in his love, right? Yes. So James 1, um, starting in verse 22, says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observe himself, observes himself. Excuse me, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Now I want to. Back us up and, and look at the why, right? He he's talks about we know dimly, but why do we know dimly? And James just told us what?
5: Because we only hear and not do. Because That's
0: part of it, but why?
5: It's because we forget what we
4: look like when we walk away from the mirror.
0: Okay, so we walked away from the mirror. Now, uh, Charles, you brought up X 2. Right. Yes. And uh, but in that also in Acts two, let's begin in verse twenty-five through twenty-eight. Can can you read that, sir? Mere promise.
2: For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh was also also will rest in hope. For you will not leave me you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your holy one to see corruption. You have made known to me the way of ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence.
0: Mm-hmm. Now David said that in Psalm 16. Eight. Eight through 11. Uh yes, eight through eleven. Yes, thank you. <clears throat> but it's important because he says it very plainly. The Lord was continually before his face. He did not walk away, but remained in the Lord, right? Continually <laughs> before his face. Which is why he could experience all these other, I'll say, fruits or attributes. And they could function in flow in and through his life. His mind wasn't set on other things. He remained in them.? Right? And, which is why it also continues and says um, in verse 30, that David, therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn an oath to him that the truth the fruit of his body, excuse me, according to his flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. And actually, verse twenty-four, which we did not read, of this chapter of Acts two, says, "Whom God raised up, that is the Christ, having loosed by the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it." Further goes to the love never fails. So again, as Paul is is writing, he's encouraging that may it continue in Christ, who brings you your salvation and all these other fruits and and characteristics through his Holy Spirit. Right? Which Yes. Is, what did David say even when he sinned? Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Right? He continually wanted to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit, as should we. But then we also have to look at the, right, faith, hope, and love, because right? you brought this up, Kyle, all right? Verse 13. So how do we access these things? If you go to Romans 5, can I get a volunteer to read 1 through 5? I can. Well, please do, Layla.
5: Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us.
0: Does this sound familiar? This is almost these five verses. Paul paraphrases it down to one verse in Corinthians 13, verse 13. He begins by talking about faith or right, another other place he says is faith which we access through grace but then ultimately all these other things that that it leads to right which is are growing and maturing Right. what does it say about christ that he learned obedience through what
5: his suffering
0: okay through trial and tribulation not this rosy walk that right no resistance whatsoever if you actually read all the gospels you will find that christ was resisted everywhere he went. Everywhere. And clearly resisted to the point of death. They resisted against him, to the point of they murdered him, they crucified him. That that is immense suffering, just out of obedience and love for the Lord, wanting to do his will. But then he ends in verse five in Romans five, right, saying that we have hope because of his love So to put it another way Because of the Lord's love And he is love Right We can access his grace Through faith Which is why we then have hope Right Yes, yes. Okay But you see that same thing here But we are encouraged Admonished Right Maybe even rebuked or exhorted Depending on where our, where we are at today Right and, and what's going on with us, or between us and the Lord, right? To continue in Him, to keep Him before our face, mm-hmm. right? To abide in Him, yes. to move forward, to press on, or press into the Lord. Not everything else, just the Lord, mm-hmm. right? In yes. faith, yes. right? Those that have faith or believe in Him, must also confess that he is. Mm-hmm. And he is a rewarder of those that what?
3: Diligently, diligently seek, seek him. him.
0: Diligently seek him. Not walk away from him, mm-hmm. right? Not walk away from the mirror, which we are to examine ourselves in, which which is really Christ in us. That's who we should be seeing, and that's who the world should be seeing when they examine us. Mm-hmm. It's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And like David, all right, prophetically spoke, right? That he stayed before the Lord. He was continuously before his face. Why? Because he wanted to learn the Lord's ways and his thoughts, his nature and his character, and the attributes that defined his character. To be like Christ, conform to his image. And that is really the message for all of us today. Mm -hmm. To press on in that, to learn and grow and to keep the Lord before our face. Mm
1: -hmm. And to follow up, I guess, at the the last with that is Matthew 24, verses 11 and 12. Um, Talking about faith working by love. Um, It says, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. The same word love there is the, the God kind of love, the agape love. So as we're stepping, as people step away from the mirror, right, looking unto Jesus, beholding him, then their, their love will grow cold. The love of God will begin to dwindle. It's been shed abroad in our heart, but we have to tend that kindling. We have to tend that fire. We have to continually behold the Lamb of God and pursue him to keep the fire going in our hearts towards him. And... When the coldness comes in, they're drawn away and deceived by others. So then that again, that shows you that the gifts in operation require the love of God for them to be at their fullness and to begin and to continue to burn and to grow and be useful. And um, The love of God keeps us to Him. It keeps us close to Him. It keeps us drawn into His bosom bosom to bosom, you know, us with the Lord.
0: Amen. Well, let's, let's pause there for today, and we'll continue next time. All right? Okay. Okay. Well, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Le Charles.
2: Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord. I just thank you for your unending grace and mercy, Lord, and that you continue to have compassion on us, Lord, and just loving us the same one Lord I also just thank you for your gift of the Holy Spirit Lord and that you show us and give us an example of how we're supposed to love each other Lord and love our neighbors Lord in Jesus name amen. Amen
0: Amen we love you God bless you and have a wonderful day
1: thank you for listening to a day of prayer